Welcome again to Antioch Community Church Brighton. My name is John Lux and I have the privilege of serving here as the Associate Pastor. We're about to jump into a series going through the book of 2 Timothy. Now, this series is unique uh, because instead of just a couple weeks, we're going to go for the entire summer through the book of 2 Timothy. And not just Antioch Brighton, but all three Antioch New England churches are going to be going through the same book of the Bible all summer. Uh, it's a great opportunity for all of us to focus on a single small portion of Scripture altogether. Now today, I'm going to talk to you about what does it look like for all of us in Antioch, New England to give ourselves to studying a particular, particular scripture for a period of time. And I'm going to give you an overview of the book of 2 Timothy to give context for the next couple of months and weeks uh, of, of sermons where we're going to be preaching out of uh, each section of the book. Now, here's a good question. Why are we taking three months to get through five chapters of the Bible. I mean, really, you could read through the entire book of 2 Timothy in about 25 minutes, or maybe 15 minutes if uh, you're a really fast reader like my wife. Now, why would we do that? Why would we take three months on five chapters? There's a lot of Bible that we're ignoring when we do that. I mean, if we read, if we read 10 chapters a day, we could read the whole New Testament three times. In that amount of time, why are we spending that much energy and effort on five chapters of the Bible? Well, the reason I would say is that the Bible isn't just big and full of lots of things. The Bible is also deep. And when we slow down and let the Bible work on us, we, ex we can experience the depth and richness of the scriptures. So that's what we try to do every summer here at Antioch Brighton, is to slow down and give the Bible time to work on us. And so we slow down uh, as we go through each section uh, of one of the epistles every summer. And uh, the reason we slow down, I believe, is because what we really want is for God to breathe on us through these scriptures. Not just that we would know what they say, but that we would let God breathe on them and make them alive for us. In fact, uh, 2 Timothy says that that is what God wants to do. Uh, here's, here's what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Now, the context is that Paul is writing to Timothy and warning him how to defeat these false teachers who are saying that the Old Testament scriptures are unhelpful and not necessary. This is what Paul says. He says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God, or woman of God, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Wow. So that's what we want. If we want, if we want God to come and breathe on us, if we're looking for, for a, a place to grow in righteousness, if we, if, we, if we sense our weaknesses of character and we want to grow up into Christian maturity, uh, then, then digging into the scriptures is something that will produce that. If we're looking for guidance and understanding about the situation in our life, uh, I remember Brian Marcioni came and taught at Antioch Brighton a long time ago, and he said, studying the scripture can show you who to marry. It can show you where to live. It can say which job to say yes to. And it's really proved true. The scriptures, the scriptures as Paul claims, 
show us how to train our children, how to build our churches, how to make disciples, and how to influence the world around us. Studying the scripture is going to cause those things to come alive in our life. Wow. I mean, that's a big promise. That's something I want to get a hold of. But here's the question. How do we get the scriptures to really work on us? Do you know what I mean? How do we get the Bible to come in and really affect what happens inside of my heart? Because we've all encountered at some point in our life a person who uh, has read the Bible, a person who can quote the Bible, a person who says that they uh, know all about the Bible that doesn't know God. It is very much possible for a person to, to study the Bible and yet have a life that is unchanged by the Bible. And why is that the case? Well, what's the deal? Well, I would submit that the key here is that we have to read the Bible in such a way that it gets inside of us and touches our heart. Now, I'll, I'll tell a little bit of my own story. Uh, when I started following Jesus, I, I had read through the Bible once as a kid, as a part of our Sunday school. Uh, and I remember it was nice because it had lots of little pictures in there to keep me interested. Um, but when I started following Jesus, that uh, it had been a long time since I'd really gone through the scriptures. And, um, and I, I began in fits and starts to read a little bit here, a little bit there, and, and, and started, started to learn how to read through the Bible chapter by chapter. And uh, many years later, when I was getting ready to be a missionary, uh, I remember a, a well-meaning person uh, came up and said, well, hey, what is your plan for being able to, to teach other people how to study the Bible? And I said, well, uh, gee, I don't know. And uh, they said something like, well, didn't they teach you that in Bible school? And I was forced to admit that I didn't go to Bible school. In fact, I used to joke that I was a graduate of the University of Secular Humanism because uh, that's what it felt like where I did go to school. And, um, and uh, the insecurity of that funny interaction really got me thinking, like, boy, you know, if I'm going to be a missionary, I really, I really ought to know. I mean, this, sh this should be something I have an answer for. Um, and so I started to, started to look around. Well, how do I study the scripture? And I... I came up with a couple things, and boy, a lot of them were, were really complicated. Uh, and so I quickly kind of bogged down and didn't do them. Uh, and then uh, I found this, this resource from Kansas City, and it was just really simple. And, and it started, started getting into it, and I was shocked that I, I, really, I really enjoyed it, I, I, and I got into it. So I, I want to share it with you, um, and, uh, and I think, I hope that you'll enjoy it. So uh, what I was expecting, though, was that this was going to be a lot like memorizing the RE verbs in French class, or it was going to be like uh, just this total drudgery. It was going to be like the, the Christian equivalent of swabbing the deck, this endless task that you just have to deal with if you want to be a good Christian. Um, but I was shocked because what happened was when I started studying the scripture, I started really enjoying studying the scripture, uh, which really surprised me. Um, and I had this very simple way that I would study the scripture. So I started, uh, I don't know that I would recommend this to you, but I started with the place in the Bible that was at that time the most confusing to me. So I remember reading the book of Ezekiel and being like, I just don't get this. And so I, I decided that's the book I'll study. And so I would sit uh, in this cafe and I would, would do my Bible study in three parts. Part one, I would read a section of it and I'd say, what does this mean? And I would get on my notebook and I'd write down what I think it means. 
Second thing is that I would read it again uh, to myself in the cafe or out loud if I was at home, and I'd, and I'd say, God, would you, would, you, would you show me about this? I'd start a little dialogue with God. And then the third thing is I would look at two commentaries. Uh, these are books that give information about the Bible. And um, I would look at two commentaries, and if they answered the questions that I had had about this passage, I would write down what they said. And that's, that's all that I would do. And after a couple days of this, I start getting really into it. And what happens is, these places that were formerly really confusing to me start to be the same places that are beginning to touch my heart. And, and God begins to do that thing that he said he was going to do. He begins to sort of breathe on me. And just like Brian Marcioni promised, I begin to get insight and revelation. Not just insight and revelation about God, but insight and revelation about the problems I was dealing with right then in my own life. The Bible came alive for me during the time when I studied it, and it became kind of fun. And uh, I won't promise you that studying the scriptures will always be a ton of fun, but I would also say that if studying the Bible or studying the scriptures is never any fun, that it always makes you feel bored and dead inside, then, well, I don't want to be rude, but maybe you're doing it wrong. Um, now, I don't want to say that my three-step system that I grabbed off of a worksheet from Kansas City is the system, uh, but I, I want to share it with you because I'm a satisfied customer of studying the scriptures. So here's my three points. All right? Now, point number one. Uh, we have to read, read, through the, read through the scriptures, read through this passage that we're looking at, and then we just write down in our own words what it means, right? And so I use my... Antioch Bible Study Notebook, which is a spiral notebook that I got for a dollar, and it has an Antioch uh, post-it note here on the front, and, um, and so I just write down what I, what I understand the passage means, all right? And step two, now step two is really, I think, the key uh, to studying the Bible. If you don't want to be a person who knows the Bible and is unchanged by it, I think step two is really the key. Step two is that we, we begin to dialogue with God about the passage. Now, what is a dialogue? A dialogue is two people talking, me talking and God talking. So the way that that works uh, is a little bit like this. I, I would read it and say, God, what, what do you want to show me about this passage? And I would let God highlight a part of it or show me something about it. And the other thing I would do is that I would read it and I would take little pauses. So I'd read a little bit and then I'd go, God, where do you want to touch my heart? with what's written in this passage. And I would just sit and wait quietly for a minute. And then I'd read a little bit more and I'd take a deep breath. And I'd say, God, where do you want to show me yourself in this passage? And it was also a space where I could bring my questions to God and say, God, this really seems like this. I don't understand. Okay? And then the final thing that I would do is I'd look at two commentaries. Now, when I first became a Christian, I had no idea what a commentary was, but it's really a great thing to have. Uh, there's some good free ones on the internet. Some of them are very old, but that's okay because the Bible is really old. Now, now a commentary is basically a book that answers questions about the Bible, which is a kind of a helpful one. All right? Um, uh, and so I, I'd look at two different commentaries and see how they answered the questions that I felt like I had about this passage. And then if they answered a question I had, I would write it down in my notebook. And then I would close the notebook uh, and eat sausages for breakfast or uh, whatever it is that I was doing at the cafe and go on for the rest of my day, okay? And so, uh, again, I want to say John Lux 
is a satisfied customer of studying the scriptures. And I uh, believe that you can be too. <laughs> now, as we give ourselves to studying the book of 2 Timothy, uh, I believe that God is going to work in our church, making our own character more like God's character. Now, uh, let's take a look at the broader context of the book of 2 Timothy so that I can give you guys uh, an overview of what we're going to go through this summer. All right, so here's the overview of 2 Timothy. Now, the book of 2 Timothy was written by the Apostle Paul, and he wrote it to Timothy, obviously. Now, there is a 1 Timothy, which is another letter written by Paul to Timothy, which happened earlier uh, in time. Now, um, there are probably lots of letters written from Paul to Timothy, but this is the second of the two that are in the Bible. Now, Paul calls Timothy my son. The relationship they have is very close, and it's a special one. Paul taught Timothy everything he knows about planting churches and training church leaders. Now, Paul, this time, is writing to Timothy from prison, and he's probably in prison in Rome. And he got there by preaching the gospel uh, and, and being arrested by these Jewish leaders who really, really didn't like him. And Paul's in prison, and it's not going well. He's going on trial before the emperor, and it's looking like he's probably going to die soon. So one of the big messages that he preaches to Timothy is don't give up. And you'll hear over and over again throughout the book of 2 Timothy these uh, encouraging words of Paul to, to not, for Timothy not to be ashamed of Paul's imprisonment and to stick to it when Timothy himself faces persecution in the future. Secondly, in the book of 2 Timothy, Paul is encouraging and strengthening Timothy against this particular heresy. We don't know exactly what it is, but we do know that the central piece of it was that these people were teaching the early church that they should just reject the Old Testament scriptures. That if we have Jesus now, we don't need any of the old stuff. Uh, we can just get rid of it. And Paul is saying, no way. We need to stick to the Old Testament scriptures because they keep us on the track that God has for us. And again, I mentioned that Paul was in prison when he wrote this letter. And one of the ways we see that is that he talks a lot about suffering. Now, if we're experiencing suffering and complexity uh, during COVID-19, you can believe that Paul was experiencing it in prison in Rome. He was isolated from all of these churches that he planted. And just like we can only deal with people at a distance, he could only deal with people by writing letters to the churches that he had planted and cared so much about. He couldn't visit them. And in this letter, uh, we also see Paul sort of giving a charge to Timothy. Uh, it's a little bit like uh, in a good Disney sports movie how the coach comes in and gives a rousing speech to get everybody running out the door excited about fulfilling the mission that they have. And one of the big things that Paul keeps calling Timothy back to is to be faithful uh, to the mission that God gave Timothy. Because Paul knows that he might die soon, and if he does, he won't be there to help Timothy along the way. And uh, the, the final chapters of, of 2 Timothy are really sad. Uh, you can hear the sadness in Paul as he gets ready to give up his life in Rome. He has no regrets for the ways that he's followed Jesus, um, but, that, but he's sad that he, might not see Paul, that he might not see Timothy again. All right, so as we go through the book of 2 Timothy, take time. Find some good internet commentaries that are for free. Uh, get yourself a little notebook that you can write down a Bible study as we go through. And, uh, and consider finding some friends or other people that you can study through the book of 2 Timothy with. I'm going to pray and ask that God would touch us with his scriptures 
and that he would breathe on us. Lord Jesus, we want to know what the Bible says, not just in its breadth, but in its depth. Come and work in us every good thing. Uh, We want you to train us in righteousness as we look into the book of 2 Timothy this summer. Amen. Amen.